you've just downloaded another one of these Dave and Darren Top 5 Things podcasts, it's a look at some of what we got done on our morning show. My name is Dave. This gentleman is Darren. Hello, Darren. Hello, and we want to thank Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They are the ones that uh, power the podcast. They have a location in Milan Tech Drive, also one in Galesburg, West Main Street. Milan is open every day. Galesburg is open weekdays and Saturdays. The Milan store offers both medicinal and recreational. Galesburg is recreational only. Uh, Nature's Treatment offers a wide selection of products for recreational use, including flower, vapes, and edibles. And the waiting list is available as well. You can reserve your time at the website ntillinois.com. Let's get started. Here's number one. Number one. 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 Number one. Conan the Barbarian. The Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Big hit in the 80s. Then they did a sequel. A Conan the Barbarian sequel was called Conan the Destroyer. That was the one with Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. And then the plan was, when they got done doing Conan the Destroyer, they were going to do the third movie in the Conan trilogy called Conan the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was supposed to come out in 1987. The problem with that was Arnold Schwarzenegger had already committed to do a little film called Predator. And then before you knew it, he was doing all manner of movies and he just became a, Terminator. Big, a big superstar. He he had a three-picture deal and he ended up doing kind of a, a, a bit part in a movie called Red Sonja where he's yeah. playing someone who is kind of Conan but isn't Conan. It's a little weird. So. He shows up and he's... He's in, and Red Sonja is from the Conan universe, right? But I don't think he plays Conan in Red Sonja. So is he getting around to it now? Well, that that was that was the talk that um, they were going to be making a movie of. Finally, they were going to get get around to this. Yeah, Schwarzenegger in Red Sonja plays someone called Lord Kalidor, who is not Conan the Barbarian. So it would be like having a. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. play Iron Man in all the Marvel movies, and then he shows up in a Spider-Man movie, and he's walking around in a robot suit, but Kinda. they call him, like, Metal Man. It's just, it doesn't make any sense why they did it that all way. All right, now, Wilt Chamberlain's no longer with us. No. But... Neither is Mako, who's the greatest in the first two movies. But Shaq and Kareem both have uh, acting skills. That's not bad. That's not bad. They ended up uh, not making the movie, and it was kind of, the script kind of went a bunch of different places, and then they released it. They did make a, a version of the movie. They called it Call the Conqueror. Now, Call is Conan, o- uh, Conan O'Brien, Conan the Barbarian's dad. And I think they had Kevin Sorbo play that character, because they're okay. like, we, we got to do something with this. And it's not any it's not any damn good. So then the plan was, all these years later, for Schwarzenegger to finally return to the role of Conan for a movie called The Legend of Conan. Mm-hmm. And this was going to be a direct sequel to Conan the Destroyer and Conan the Barbarian. And this would have nothing to do with the Conan that they did a couple of years ago with Jason Momoa. I know there's a lot of moving parts to this story. Yeah. But the plan has been forever to have 
Schwarzenegger play Conan in The Legend of Conan. Well, uh, a couple of years ago, they announced that they were not going to be able to do that movie. But there was the possibility, they said, of maybe doing a TV show. And now this morning, we're finding out that Netflix has sealed a deal with the people at Conan Properties International to move forward with a new Conan TV show. We don't know what the title is going to be, but they're saying that this is going to be a a Conan TV show that will be... uh, The deal that they made with Netflix is that they can do both a live-action Conan and an animated Conan. So like a, a Conan cartoon, which could be cool if they do it right. Do they get Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Conan, or do they go in a different direction? Because Arnold Schwarzenegger's got to be, what, 70-something years well, old, right? still do it. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. We can't have we can't have geriatric Conan the Barbarian, right? He's, he's, he's too damn old to be Conan the Barbarian. But also, he's really the only guy who can be Conan the Barbarian. So you're kind of stuck. So all we know right now is that Netflix has got the rights and they will be doing, or at least with what they've signed here, they can do a live action TV show. And that was kind of what they were promising us as long as you when, don't the, have, when the movie fell As apart. long as you don't have Conan the Barbarian running wind sprints, you'll be <laughs> fine. I'm going to kill you, but first I need to sit down for a minute. Hang on. Catch my breath. I just need a moment. I'll be right with you. Hang on. By cram, I'll be there in a minute. I just am very tired. <laughs> so will this uh, will this TV show be with Conan uh, or, or Arnold Schwarzenegger? I mean, maybe. But, but probably not. Or does he do it kind of like he's the beginning of the end, like remembering the mm. old times, yeah. and then they go to a younger actor, right? Did I ever tell you about the time... That I fought all of these people and all of this. And I swung the sword around and I killed a bunch of people and whatnot. How old are his kids? In real life? Yeah. Are uh, any of those actors? Oh, that's a good question. Do, yeah, do if, they look like him? Well, remember, he had the kid with the cleaning lady who looks mm. an awful lot like him. Okay, well, That kid's got to be about 20-something, right? There you go. Make him. Make him the, uh, the Conan. If he's a little... And remember there was that little muscle kid? Little muscle baby a couple years ago? A little Hercules? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? There was that kid that yeah. was on the news all the time. He was just built like Schwarzenegger, but he was five. Yeah. That kid's got to be growing up. Maybe give him the job. And just have Arnold at the beginning and the end. Maybe he let himself go, though. You think little the little Hercules kid let himself go? It's possible. All right, I'm going to tell you a story. And in the story, it's going to look like I'm not taking good care of myself. But... <laughs> This yeah, made the but this makes the most sense for us. <laughs> All right, so I need a little willing suspension of disbelief. You're going to see what's going to look like a little fat version of me. <laughs> Just that's know how that you, eventually, that's how eventually Conan figured things out. All right, all right. Now let me tell you the story of how I defeated the dragon ladies and all of this stuff. Boy, you got very specific. <laughs> I'm glad you made it. I want to tell you some stories of the olden times when I was the barbarian. Now, when I do the flashback, it's going to look like maybe I've eaten too much sugar and all of these things. But that's that's not that's a long story we don't need to get into. 
Yeah, that little young Hercules. Whatever happened to him? The little kid that was the little, the little bodybuilder. You remember that kid? Mm-hmm, I do. Back in the day, I uh, I was uh, I went through a stretch where maybe uh, maybe the decisions I made weren't the best as far as you know the products I was putting into my body. But I was still able to defeat uh, the spider cult and all of this, and the snake men and all of this stuff. I'd love to see it. I'm a big fan, as you know. But Sounds like it. <laughs> I'm excited about a Netflix TV show. We, uh, we're going to take a break here, Darren. Okay. And when we return, we'll do a, a quick break here for the news. And then we're coming back with uh, Sugar, the band, not the, uh, not the food additive that makes Conan unhappy. No, you shouldn't have any of that in your diet. And then you do, you, you're podgy, and then we cast you in the show, and it's an embarrassment to me personally. You know, I, I stooped the cleaning lady, and then we had to give this kid the job, and then, you know, I told him, don't eat sugar, and then he shows up, he's all podgy. But by this point, what could we do? He was already cast. So now uh. I have to spend five minutes at the beginning of every program telling everybody why the young me is such a fossil and all of this. <laughs> Just in case you're joining us for the first time. Oh, hello. Welcome. I didn't hear you come in to my uh, castle. Uh, you want to hear another story of the time that I beat the vampire man? Okay. But uh, first, I, Here's a I gotta disclaimer. Get it. I, gotta, <laughs> I have to issue the following disclaimer. You're going to see a younger version of me that is uh, not my best self, all right? It Just was, leave it at that. It was a love child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, it's going to look like me, but me if I had a baby with like a cleaning lady of some sort, all right? Which, so, uh, which, which may happen. This and, and all of this. It's all, it's very complicated. It's a very complex story. But uh, the, you want to hear the time I fought the monkey men? I'll tell you that story. But first, uh, know this. Uh, I was pre-diabetic when I had this battle and all of this with the, with the sorcery and all of it. <laughs> We finally got around to getting your spicy McNuggets. Yes. Although I think you shared with us that when you went and got your McNuggets, they didn't have that new spicy sauce. No, they didn't. So I had to go with buffalo. Which is which is fine. But the spicy sauce really is what takes those McNuggets to the next level. Uh, they say, uh, the people at McDonald's, that they expect that they will be sold out of spicy nuggets. Forever? As early as this weekend. And then they're done? Mm, they say they might bring them back. The new spicy dipping sauce is hard to find. The spicy nuggets are disappearing. Uh, they say there's a chance they'll bring them back. Also, they did something called the Chips Ahoy McFlurry. That's also said to be in low supply. Huh. Like, they only ordered so much and it's all gone. So. There's not enough Chips Ahoy around? That I, I don't understand either. There's not enough ice cream around? Well, I mean, or chicken nuggets or spicy sauce. Like, none of these things. Well, wait, you've got. You're not eating the McNug- dodo eggs. The Mc- uh, these are. The it's- McNuggets are not going away. Mm. You seem to have plenty of McNuggets. You well, just can't turn them into spicy McNuggets. That's what they're telling us. David. <laughs> I did, I did uh, chicken tenders at the house yesterday. Reheated, Homemade? Re- no, just from a bag. In your uh, just reheating reheat. pot? No, just regular oven. You given I, up already on that? I well, yesterday I didn't really have the uh, the time 
to prepare a proper dinner because I was consumed with the uh, ball game. So I wanted to Which keep it nice game? and easy. The White Sox and the A's. Oh, that didn't turn out too well. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. I wasn't hungry afterwards. I was so upset. But center fielder for the A's uh, cussed on live television. That was pretty cool. I mean, they had just started talking to him. Well, this is something they need to rethink. This whole idea of doing interviews during games. Yeah. It's one thing for an exhibition game. Yeah, an all-star a, game, a, a sure. all-star game. But this is the playoffs. Spring training. But games that matter, I don't know that they need to be interviewing guys while they're trying to do their job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. And and uh, the energy was, it, it was like when you give the phone to your kids when they're little and you're on the phone with your mom and dad. And it's just a lot of like, so how are things? Are things good? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a great interview. Yeah. Okay. Can can you put your mom or dad back on the phone? Okay. There was, <laughs> there was a lot of that as Ramon Lariano is uh, being interviewed. It was strange. Yeah, I didn't think it was necessary either. Yeah. And then a ball comes to him, and yeah, he drops an f bomb, which they don't. <laughs> they don't have a delay. I don't know. How do you not have a delay on? The audio when you're talking to somebody, there's there was a lot about that I didn't quite understand, but that was at a time when the White Sox were winning the game, and I so thought, you why care. is this? Why is this dope even talking to them? So the uh, I brought this up because I I do have one packet of the uh, super new spicy. Hang on to it. Sauce, and I thought I should hang on to that. Yeah, because we had the the chicken tenders, and I had a bunch of old dipping sauces from various. Uh, fast food places that I put out for the family if they wanted to partake in the dipping. Yeah. You don't throw those away, right? Typically, no. No. So a little bit of uh, barbecue from this place, a little bit of hot sauce from this place. Mm-hmm. But I did not put the uh, the extra packet of the hot sauce that I have. because I'll because that in I'm reserve. Finding out that that might be for special occasions. Yeah. In case, you know, the Queen of England wants to come over that or That was a good, yeah, you might be dining with a duchess. Who knows? While uh, we're on the topic of hot sauce flavors, I'm sorry to interrupt. No. Uh Mountain Dew is releasing a hot sauce. Are you intrigued? Now, I know Mountain Dew was releasing some... They had a special drink at Red Lobster, right? Right. Uh, that was like the Dugarita or something, yes, right? Yes, but this is a hot sauce. Mountain Dew making a hot sauce, and the flavor will be a habanero Mountain Dew. They had a couple of options. They did a social media thing on Twitter, and the Dew flavor described as three chili peppers... It's three different chili peppers. It was the second hottest choice that they gave everybody. And that'll hit store shelves probably in 2021. And they say it'll be released in limited quantities. So so hot and sweet. Yeah. Because it, you get that heat and then you get a little bit of that Mountain Dew at the back end, I imagine. And right? Mountain Dew has has orange juice in it, right? Does it? Isn't that what it has in it? Is that what Mountain Dew has? I think so. I've never really thought about the ingredients. Actual orange juice? Well, no. that's hard to say, no. but I believe that's the idea. Really? I think so. Hmm. Number three. 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 I don't know how people... Like, I'm, I, I'm not that old. I recently turned 48. But I'm from a time where you used to just do things. Everything didn't have to be recorded and then presented on social media. Like... When I asked my wife to to marry me, mm-hmm. uh, we went out for a meal. Yes, and then we went for a walk. And then I said, 
what do you think about this? I gotta, I'd like to make a, uh, a proposal of sorts. I guess what I'm doing here is, mm, <laughs> I'm trying to find the right word. Mm. I guess I would call it a proposal. I have something I'd like to propose at this moment in time. Uh, but it never occurred to me like I should have people filming it and then share it with people that I don't know. And that seems like a world that's a million miles away. That seems like everything was in black and white when all of that happened. Champ, champ, champ. <laughs> Who's the girl, champ? Why, why that doll's the bee's knees. You ought to put a ring on that tomato's finger. <laughs> There's a story of a TikTok proposal gone very wrong. Someone wanted to get married, yep. and they thought, well, this will make for a great TikTok. A boat-related mishap ensued. One boat accident? Well, there's two boats in this one. Guy wanted to make the uh, proposal very memorable and romantic, and there's a TikTok of this proposal that's gone horribly wrong. He's stepping onto a boat. He's on a boat. She's on a boat, right? So they're on separate boats. And he rests his hand on... <laughs> the, the, it's time for, for the, the groom-to-be to get into his wife-to-be's approaching boat. He pulls the ring out of his pocket, and he says, you know, will, will you marry me? Mm -hmm. And then he steps from his boat to get into her boat to give her a smooch. Yes. But when he leans in for the kiss, he accidentally rests his hand on the woman's boat's accelerator. <laughs> and her boat just goes violently forward, causing her to fall fall backward. And then he loses his balance and goes right into the water. And then she falls backward. And as she falls backward, she kicks the guy in the face as he's tumbling into the lake. Yeah. It's comical. Oh, I mean, yeah. they, don't, oh, they don't absolutely comical. But also, I mean, my first instinct is, OK, well, this is staged. Can't be staged because you couldn't you couldn't plot out a stunt as as beautiful as this is to look at with everything that's going on. They don't fall into the engine, do they? <laughs> a face full of propeller. Oh, yeah, she said she'd marry me, but that was before the prop took care of my face. They were able to find the ring, by the way. That was also uh, something that kind of went flying as a result of all of this nonsense. How does that happen? How do you find the ring? Well, you know, it's a nice clear lake, I suppose. Lake. Big lake. And now people are saying if the year 2020 were a proposal, it would be this. This, this video... Uh, and this is a buddy who's filming it because he's like, I'm going to go ask her to marry me and go on her boat, film this, so we have this special moment forever. And uh, here we are watching it. It's very nice. She says yes, and then <laughs> her boat goes just oh, it looks like it, it looks like the boat ends up on dry land. <laughs> no, it sure does, Darren. It sure does. And... and now people are suggesting, you know, when the proposal goes this horribly, mm -hmm. maybe rethink getting married. I know I've told this story before, but I had a friend who had a, had a girlfriend and then had a, a, a fiancé. 
And he was realizing, he was wrestling with this a couple of weeks before the wedding. He realized, I mean, in very stark and clear terms, he realized that he really didn't love this gal. Oh, boy. And enough time. That's a red flag. Yes. Yes. And he, he was like thinking, you know, she's beautiful and she's lovely and, and we get along great, but there's just something missing. And I, I think I figured it out. It's love. I don't love this person. And he prayed to God for a sign. Okay. And that night that he had this, you know, he can't have this moment of clarity. He prayed to God for a sign. He was living here in the Quad Cities. She was living in the Chicagoland area. Uh-huh. I think they had met at a at, at college. So he's working here. She's living in the Chicagoland area. Uh, and he prays to God, give me a sign. Help me figure out what to do. Because I don't want to hurt this girl. Right. But also, I have a feeling if I marry her, I'll end up doing more damage. So, God, I'm begging you, give me a sign. The church where they were going to get married, I want to say it was in like Downers Grove. And it was a church that was 167 years old or something. Been around. Been around forever. The night my buddy prays to God for a sign, lightning strikes the church and burns it to the ground. So he... Any, just God, any kind of sign. Mm-hmm. Just right. any kind right. of sign. Right. Is he, he still asking is, that after, after it burns down? He is so relieved because he's like, well, this makes it so easy. Because I've been given a sign by the Almighty yeah. not to go through with this. And he picks up the phone and he calls her to say, you know, look, I think this is this is a sign. I'm not ready. And as soon as she picks up, she's just bawling. And she's like, you probably think this means we shouldn't get married. <clears throat> and he, because she's crying like that, he's like, no, no, of course we should get married. No, no, baby, of course. No, we're not going to let a thing like this stop us. And then he hangs up the phone. He's like, that was my out. Yeah. I got an out from the the creator of heaven and earth. But he couldn't put up with her crying on the phone. she preempted him. And I don't think you really are into this. And I think you think this is a sign. And and he was like, in his head, he's going, yes, of course, that's what I think. But because it was a woman crying on the phone, he couldn't say any of that. He was like, no, no, baby. They they go through with the uh, the marriage. Uh-huh. They get married. They move into uh, the apartment building that's right by <laughs> Longview. I remember this because it's that the apartments by uh, by Longview in Rock Island, where you know where the old Mother Hubbard's cupboard is, there right across the street from the park. And I remember this because they lived on the top floor, and we had to move all their furniture up to the top floor. <laughs> like three weeks into it, three weeks into the marriage, they get they they, they they're filing paperwork. And they're they're getting annulments, and it's done. And maybe it was, it was like thought, there was like three months. It was it wasn't that. It was they didn't make it a year. I thought you were going to say, and they're still together. Mm-hmm. He's still miserable, and I've never told this story. <laughs> no, I, I. I hope they're listening. They, I, I know he's remarried and very happy, and I'm sure you know she was a lovely, lovely gal. I'm sure, I'm sure it worked out for the best for everyone. Sometimes. You know, sometimes you think that you're in love, but you're really just engaged. And that was the case. So I think what you're saying is, Mm -hmm. to quote Mr. Steve Winwood, Mm -hmm. when you see a chance, take it. Right. But also, if you're given a sign like this, I mean, if the the moment 
you do the proposal, you end up flying in into the lake, and her boat goes under the. You know, it just it just seems like this is an inauspicious beginning. Maybe just stay friends. <laughs> right. You'll always have the story of the and, proposal that went screwy. And maybe sell those boats. Yeah, four. 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 I can't imagine it's a lot of fun to be a sex shop owner in Montana. But that's what Billy McWilliams is. Bozeman, Montana. This guy runs an adult store called... It has to have, no, let, it has to have the word big in it, right? Mm, interesting. It doesn't. It doesn't? No. Give it to me, and we'll see if it would work better if it had big in it. Well, the name of this uh, adult store there in Bozeman, Montana, a place, by the way, that has a lot of really good breweries. That's not really connected to the story, but I will say that the time I spent in Montana last year, their beer was really good. Um, the name of the adult store in Bozeman there is called Erotique. Mm. I don't know. Big Erotique would work. You think everything has to have some sort of big sky connection if it's in Montana? It should. He uh, He's come up with a promotion to encourage women to vote. Um, and, and the idea is this. Uh, if you register to vote and you're a woman, uh-huh. uh, he will send you a red, white, or blue uh, vibrator. Hmm. <laughs> this is something he says it's a patriotic promotion to encourage women to vote. He also wants to address what he America. says. America! <laughs> a red, white, and blue vibrator or red, yeah. white, or blue? I think you get, you get, uh, it comes in red, white, and blue. I don't think you get all three. Oh. You only need one, is my understanding. Right? Although, none of my business what you do with them. It's an effort to inspire civic duty. But also, he says, inspiring gender equality in the bedroom. If you're an absent-minded enthusiast, you might want three. I I never know where I... I was going to say... Where I left this thing. It's like your keys. I have a hard time finding my car keys. I have to imagine a vibrator is a little bit easier to keep track of than car keys, though. Like, when I get home from work, I will throw the car keys places they don't belong i i have to imagine that with a vibrator you're a little bit more mindful of where you keep it i imagining that I, this guy says he's giving away 2200 red white and blue vibrators to american women who say they will vote on november 3rd he's calling it the great american orgasm because he also says there's an orgasm gap in this country he says, it's not a Republican orgasm or a Democrat orgasm. It's an American orgasm. Someone has to help us come together, he says. He's already sent out more than 400 of these things. How are you going to stimulate the economy? <laughs> this vibrator. They're bullet vibrators, and they retail at about $12.95. He says, it's small, it's powerful, it takes a AAA battery, and it comes wow. in red, white, and blue. Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> I don't think that works. That's not. I don't. I don't think that's how you're we're, supposed to I, use it. But I think we're mixing metaphors. I think, I think if you're if you're chewing on it like a cigar, I, I don't think I, it's going to have I think the desired. We're cons- losing. We're losing control of this promotion. 
<laughs> this is more than a get out the vote campaign, he says. He also wants to bring attention to a sexual injustice that plagues millions of unsatisfied American women. He says, we are under-orgasming, particularly women. 14% of women, he says, in the United States say they've never had an orgasm. Oh, you can make numbers look like anything. Out of every three orgasms, men have two and women have only one. He says that's a fixable problem. Well, of course he's going to say that well, Yeah, because he wants you to come to his erotique shop there in Bozeman and get yourself uh, some gadgets to help you out. He says some women will never get a vibrator because they don't want to put it on the credit card. So, you know, tell him you're going to vote and he'll send you one of these things in the mail. Pay with cash. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Darren, that's a good idea. Correct change. We'd appreciate it. (laughs) Five. 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 Number five. Story here of a problem that they're having in Australia. And uh, an interesting pitch that was made to that country's youth. They don't have enough young people to pick fruit Mm -hmm. in Australia. They need more fruit pickers. And part of the reason they don't have enough people to pick fruit is they stop letting people come into the country for that purpose because of the global health crisis. Right. So this deputy prime minister said, you know, the kids around this country, they need to start picking fruit because, well... It would be really cool for their social media to take pictures of themselves uh, taking fruit. They ought to just do it for the gram. It'd be a great Instagram story. For how long? (laughs) Encouraging young Australians to head to farms and claiming it's well-paid work, which, by the way, it's not. Uh Uh, He says, if you know somebody who might be on the coast, who might be lounging around with a surfboard, tell them to come to the regions. Tell them bring their mobile with them. Now, that's how they say cell phone in Australia. Mm-hmm. Tell them it would be a great Instagram moment for them to get up the tree, pick some fruit. Who knows? They might take some friends with them. They might make new friends. They might meet the love of their life. <laughs> Come on, kids. This is low-hanging fruit. Literally. You're out there enjoying uh, your surfing. Keep in mind, too, Summer's just getting underway there. They're having spring, right? You want us to do what? So as the summer's about to start, he's saying, you know, why don't you kids put those surfboards down, come into the middle of the country, and, uh, you know, pick fruit. You you could get a girlfriend. Just saying. Can't fall in love with the ocean. People saying what he doesn't realize is that anyone picking fruit, you don't have time to take selfies. Because every piece of fruit counts when you're struggling to make enough money just to exist. Also, as someone pointing out, if a fruit grower saw you stopping on the job for a second to take selfies, well, you'd be out the gate, isn't they it, says. Now, here. I don't know exactly how this is set up. Is it possible that there might be even dangerous equipment well, <laughs> that you might be around? That you might want to pay attention as to where your your hands are. A senator for Tasmania down there, who we're all thinking it, probably came to the podium spinning around like a crazy person. Uh, the, The senator from Tasmania, Nick McKinn, says, quote, 
In my younger years, I spent many seasons picking apples, pears, apricots, peaches, oranges, and grapes in Tasmania and South Australia. And I can tell this guy that fruit picking is hard work Mm -hmm. with zero glamour involved. Think of the glamour. I mean, you could get uh, you could yeah. get a girlfriend. People have been complaining about underpayment and straight up exploitation on the Australian farms for quite some time. We might want to correct that first. They released a study that said in the year 2018, 2500 workers were underpaid by 1 million dollars by the picking industry down there. Mhm. So, it's not good pay. It's less pay than it's supposed to be. You're right. It's hard work. There could be an element of danger. And this guy's saying, you know, other than... It beats surfing. <laughs> I don't think that it does, though. I think if, you, if you're giving me a chance between a day at the beach and back-breaking physical labor, I think I would take the beach. And my guess is... That that's what's going on in Australia. They're facing shortages of labor because the borders are closed. Normally, these these people come from other parts of the world to work in Australia. They get a, a like a visa, and they say there's a shortage of twenty six thousand workers coming up ahead of the upcoming harvests. So that's it. That's an issue. You don't have enough people to pick the food that you need. And now you're, you know, rather than saying, well, we will pay pay yeah. good money to come and pick the food. That might be a simple fix. No, instead you're saying, we will still exploit you, but you can take pictures of yourself while you're doing it. And it'll look great on your Instagram. Yeah, not the, uh, <laughs> not the strongest message there from the Deputy Prime Minister Michael McCormick down there in Australia. You know, it's the land of wonder, Darren. The land down under. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. And that'll do. That's Dave and Darren's top five things. That'll do. That's enough. The podcast brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. Nature's Treatment of Illinois' goal is to fully understand their clients' needs physically, mentally, and emotionally because they know it's not easy to live with a chronic illness. Their experienced wellness consultants will sit down with you and discuss what uh, options are going to work best to make you feel more comfortable. Frequently asked questions, those are answered if you go to the website, ntillinois.com. Until we get a chance to do it for you again, hang loose, kooks. And you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Dabbing board, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh.